Welcome, Facebookers, YouTubers, Rockfinners, and of course, podcasters. This is not the Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Ellen, Jimmy Noah, Jimmy Colbert show. You're watching The Right Show. We come to you weekly, the right place at the right time where we can interact. Put your comments up on the screen because I care about you more than the typical late night host. Mr. Monkey says, what's up, folks? Millennium Man 75 says, hey, ball nuts. And ball nuts says hi to Millennium Man. We have a whole community. This is not just a podcast. It is a support group for normal people. Back in the studio after a full month on tour. It is unbelievable. I am so happy to be home for 48 hours. But this week, we're going to talk about a few important things. I made it into the National Review, big publication, Mother's Day Yacht Cruise Part 2. I went back on the boat, and yes, those moms can still float. Dave Chappelle gets attacked. Mike Tyson offers a beatdown. May the 4th beat you. I'm sorry, may the 4th be with you. That's what I meant to say. I'll be right back with more. Stick around. First question, is this live or is it Memorex? Well, you got to believe it is live. I just put your name right there on the screen. Mr. Monkey says, hi, folks from Sacramento. Last time I was in Sacramento, I did a comedy show for the LDS singles community. There was about 200 people there. It went so well, the Mormon singles are bringing me to Huntington Beach. So I'm going to be on a little Mormon tour. What do you think about that? This indeed is episode 61. And my subscribers are currently still at 340,000 for the eighth month in a row. They have not gone up or down, which means I am being shadow banned by big tech. So please share my videos, post my podcast, repost, retweet, all of those things help. I want to know, where are you from and what was your favorite video game growing up? Oh, I can't wait to read the answers. We're going to highlight those on the screen. Me personally, I love The Simpsons. That was a very fun video game. If Bart and Lisa stood next to each other for three and a half seconds, then they would grab each other's hands and go running up and down the screen and beat up all the bad guys. Many of you didn't know that trick. I also love the game Contra. I really like the game Tetris and Mario Kart. How could you not? But one of my favorite games was Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and that game is still ringing true today. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Your guys' favorite video games are from Warrington, Super Mario Brothers. From Dayton, Ohio, Pac-Man, that dude with the binge eating disorder. Very fun. Greetings from Arkansas. Metroid is your favorite game. That was cool. Miss Pac-Man. What was the difference between Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man? They still ran around the same town eating the same pellets. It's not like she was into a different thing or she was eating little sausages as she went and he was eating little tacos. I mean, I don't know why they, why, I'm not big on the gender thing, like being confused about it, but uh, I was confused by the gender of the Pac-Man. I didn't think that was necessary. Maybe I missed something. Yeah, one had a bow on her head. That was the only difference. I mean, you don't need to make a whole new video game just to add the bow graphic, okay. Hey, hey, from Wisconsin, Mario Kart on N64 was the best. Yep, but I will tell you, when it came out on the Wii, took it to a whole new level. Utah Mormons give many of us a bad name. Well, that's, uh, 
I'm not gonna say that. I hope the Utah Mormons bring me to the Utah Mormon single palooza. That's probably gonna be the best one. Single palooza for the LDS community happens in Salt Lake. I guarantee it. All right, time to get on with the show. Frogger. Sandy not only put the wrong video game, but she corrected herself. Frogger. All right, Frogger is very fun. Now, I just did a show in San Diego, Huntington Beach, Long Beach, and Ontario all within four days. If you add Georgia, that was the fifth day. Very busy. And I have a little clip of going back on the boat. Check it out. I'm back on the boat. You're not going to believe this. I am back on the yacht doing comedy. Some of you know it from my joke. Let's go take a look at this place. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm the only guy on the boat. I was the only man on the yacht. Well, the DJ, the captain of the ship, and me. Three men, three Captain Jack Sparrows. Alexa, oh God, San Diego Persian fan memory. Saffron everywhere. Very cool. So that was fun to be back on the yacht. And as a comedian to get to perform on a yacht, you go from sports bars and back alley pubs to being on a world-class yacht in Newport Beach. Very fun. Next up, Port Angeles, which is up near Seattle. I'm there this Friday. Try to get tickets to that. They're free as long as you buy a t-shirt or a book after to support your favorite comedian. Then I'm going to be in Huntington Beach, Oxnard, Irvine, and Ontario, California, not Canada. I'm giving away four free tickets to those shows. Email me, info at k-vonncomedy.com. The people who support me, I'll give you a free ticket. Why? Because I want you to bring three or four friends. You live in Oxnard. I don't. You live in Huntington Beach. I don't. So you get the free ticket, but grab five friends. Don't just sit there with a little tulip after the show. Just me. Yeah, I got free tickets, so I came. It's promotional. I need your help because I'm coming to a city I have never been to before. When we come back, we're going to talk all about what's happening in the news, but in a funny way. The first thing we need to talk about is getting a write-up and a mention in the National Review. If you don't know, the National Review is a very renowned publication, and I was shocked to see my name in the write-up by a fabulous writer, D-Roy Murdoch. Let's take this off the screen so you can see it. D-Roy Murdoch writes, and I'll read for my podcast listeners in the National Review. Uh, D-Roy was reviewing a Broadway play. It turns out he came to my comedy show the night before and then went and saw the Broadway play. Bad order. Don't ever do it like that. Come see my show last because you're going to compare the next show to my show and it's not going to be fair to the poor Broadway play. All right. D-Roy Murdoch writes, a strange loop, that's the name of the Broadway play, should be called a strange fraud. The 50% Persian, 100% hilarious comedian Kayvon had New Yorkers howling at Caroline's on Broadway on April 21st. Among other very amusing observations, the handsome, very clever, funny man recalled watching female soccer champion Megan Rapino speaking at a March 
2021 event in Washington, D.C., the purple-haired left-winger whined publicly about the parade of injustices that she has endured as a female athlete. But you're at the White House, Kayvon said. He added longingly, I would have loved to have been invited to the White House. Kayvon's droll comment bounced among the windmills of my mind the next evening during a preview of A Strange Loop. And that's where it ends because I do not pay for the National Review yet. Maybe I will. It says, do you want to read the full story? Spend $10 a month. So thank you. Anyone who can read the full story, be sure to send it to me and let me know what you thought. That is called balling on a budget. We have no idea how that tale ends, but it was very nice to get a nice mention in the National Review. Thanks, D-Roy. Joe Biden attended the press correspondence dinner in D.C., I'm pretty sure is where it's held. Uh, all the press gets together. They slap each other on the back, how famous they are and how cool they are. They dress up nice. They all go to a big event. Bumbling Biden, slurring his words, trying to do comedy at the press correspondence dinner in D.C. Watch how many errors he makes, but how many easy free laughs they give him, even though he's flailing and failing the whole way. I'm really excited to be here tonight with the only group of Americans with a lower approval rating than I have. That's hard to say after what we just saw. This is the first time the president attended this dinner in six years. It's understandable. We had a horrible plague followed by two years of COVID. Just imagine if my predecessor came to this dinner this year. Now that would really have been a real coup if that occurred. Oh. <laughs> I've attended this dinner many times, but this is my first time as president. The organizers had, uh, had it hard, uh, made it pretty hard for me tonight. Although the good news is, if all goes well, I have a real shot at replacing James Corden. <laughs> It was great having him over to the White House the other day. Billy Eichner, Billy, where are you again? Where is he? Well, Billy, you're famous for interviewing, your interviewing skills. Billy, you should know what you're doing, pal. You know it, you know it well. And you should, I think, you should hope meets the press. Maybe they start to watch it again. <laughs> I've never had open, <laughs> never had open before Trevor Noah. Trevor's great. I know, there, I know there are questions about whether we should gather here tonight because of COVID. Well, we're here to show the country that we're getting through this pandemic. Plus, everyone had to prove they were fully vaccinated and boosted. So if you're at home watching this and you're wondering how to do that, just contact your favorite Fox News reporter. They're all here, vaccinated and boosted. Woo! So if you watch that again, you'll notice that he said, the press, the only person with a lower approver rating than me. Approver rating than I have. Approver rating than I have. Approver rating. Then he called them Trevor Noah. Or Trevor. Trevor? Trevor Noah. Trevor's great. Trevor Noah. Trevor's great. Because he doesn't know his name is Trevor. They didn't get that in the briefing. 
or the teleprompter was too small to read. You could see he's fumbling and mumbling through the jokes, but the press is clapping like good little baby seals the whole time. What you doing, pal? You know it, you know it well. And you should, I think, you should hope meets the press. Maybe they start to watch it again. He said, imagine if my predecessor had come. Donald Trump did indeed attend the press correspondence dinner. And Barack Obama went on stage and said, Donald Trump is here. Donald Trump has said I am uh, uh, the worst president in history. But, but, well, uh, I've got news for you, Donald Trump. Trump did not laugh. He just stared at Obama. And Trump went on to then get mocked at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That triggered him to run for president, which triggered him to beat Hillary, which triggered him to take the presidency, put in a Supreme Court justice, then another and a third, and now Roe versus Wade was overturned because it was bad law. At least that's the way it looks like it will be overturned soon. And like the left, they can never win based on votes. They couldn't get gay marriage based on votes. They couldn't get abortion based on votes, but they can pack the courts and make bad law help them win. So that is what happened. Tell me if you guys enjoyed the comedy clip or the breakdown better. Let's move right along. Trevor Noah has been doing this job for a long time. He will always tell you he is the biggest victim on earth because he's half black. His dad was some rich guy from Switzerland, big minority there. And he was like skiing in the Alps, like, yeah, we're going to Africa. And then he went to Africa and married his mom. So how bad was racism? I mean, people talk about racism the way they talk about school. Like I used to have to go uphill both ways with no shoes. Obviously his Switzerland dad came and banged his African mom and made a baby. There's tons of half and half babies from the 80s and 90s. Okay, Trevor is, Trevor is not from the 50s or the 30s, all right? So let's say he was five years old in the 90s. Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Michael Jackson, Mike Tyson's on TV. I mean, it's not like the world is scared of black people at this point. Prince, right? Oprah is on her way to becoming a billionaire. Puff Daddy is getting geared up. Tupac just started recording songs with the digital underground. KRS-One, Public Enemy. He's, he acts like he's coming from pre-Martin Luther King days. And he's talking about how big of a, a, a minority he is and how hard it is. And so that's why he got his job. And that's why he was handed the job by radical leftist John Stewart. And that's why he gets paid $16 million a year. And so he's growing out his Afro and he wants to tell you he's oppressed. He's like a South African Colin Kaepernick. Here he goes telling some jokes. But what's kind of gross about it is that he was on the side of the lockdowns. He is on the side defending the press. So he's not holding them accountable. He's not ribbing them in a mean way. He's like, his jokes are kind of like this. Look at Joe Biden. Look at him. Look at him. I mean, thank God we've got him and not the other guy. I don't want to say this, Mr. Biden, but at least I can understand what you're saying. And Joe's like, ha, 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 ha. Like, it's like soccer mom comedy. The roast is very weak, but he gets a few zingers in because he has to, but watch it yourself. Good evening, Mr. President, First Lady, members of the media, and all the men relieved that Ronan Farrow isn't here tonight. <laughs> it is my great honor to be speaking tonight at the nation's most distinguished super spreader event. <laughs> no, for real, people, what are we doing here? Let's be honest, what are we doing? Like, did none of you learn anything from the gridiron dinner? Nothing, huh? 
times. Like, do you read any of your own newspapers? I mean, I expect this from Sean Hannity, but the rest of you, what are you doing here? You guys spent the last two years telling everyone the importance of wearing masks and avoiding large indoor gatherings. Then the second someone offers you a free dinner, you all turn into Joe Rogan, huh? <laughs> We're celebrating. We're out. You know, get comfortable. Not too comfortable, Jeffrey Tubin. Not too comfortable. <laughs> no, you know what? No, don't, don't ooh him, bunch of haters. You know what? So what, Jeffrey? You made a mistake. You whipped it out in front of your coworkers. That's the first step to winning a Grammy for Comedy Album of the Year. You're halfway there, my friend. You don't let the haters stop you. We all come back from mistakes. It shows that the media is too cozy with politicians. But what those people don't understand is that you guys have integrity. You would never allow personal connections to affect your ability to be good journalists. Isn't that right, Chris Cuomo? Where is Chris, by the way? Is he, is he here? Couldn't make it? Oh, by the way, um, before, before we really get going, uh, a few quick announcements. Um, anyone here who is a Democrat in a swing district, I've been asked to remind you not to hand your resume to the cable news execs at your table until after the event, please. Thank you very much. Also, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden is here, everybody. Give it up for her. You know, interesting fact, even as First Lady, Dr. Biden continued her teaching career. Yeah, the first time a presidential spouse has ever done so. Ever. Congratulations. Now, you just recently announced that you're proposing a new 20% minimum tax on the super wealthy. And I will say, President Biden, that you were a big man here, a really big man. You could have targeted Donald Trump, but instead you chose to only raise taxes on billionaires. That was big of you. <laughs> really nice. Prove me wrong, show me the taxes. So, what has he really done? For you guys, huh? Think of all the journalists whose careers have been hurt by the Biden presidency. People like Daniel Dale. He used to be CNN's star fact checker on TV every day, but now there's barely anything to check. <laughs> Same for Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post. On the way here, I saw him on the street offering four Pinocchios for a dollar. Mr. President, that's on you. For four years, it was exclusives, huh? On the Russia investigation, corruption. The president doesn't read his daily briefings. On and on. Now look at her. She spends all day fighting with random people on Twitter like a common political reporter. You've ruined her, Mr. President. Hmm. Where is Will Smith when you need him? That is the question. I think Will Smith couldn't tell the difference between Chris Rock and Trevor Noah, because they're both growing the hair out the same way. And that is who the slap was most necessary for. Now, the reason those jokes were funny to the people in the room was because they were just kind of complimentary or a slight dig, didn't go hard on them. Uh, it was actually very interesting that he was saying, look, look what you've done. Look, look what you've done, Joe Biden. You have hurt journalism. Because now the fact checkers have nothing to check. They used to check Donald Trump every day. They used to check him in the morning and say he missed his meetings and they would tell you what kind of ice cream he was eating and now nothing. He thinks that's a funny joke, but it's actually revealing the truth, which is there is many things to fact check Biden on. 
Fact check him on why he left billions of dollars behind in Afghanistan. Fact check him in why he says Hunter Biden is the smartest man I know, but suddenly doesn't remember any of the business dealings Hunter was involved with. Fact check him on why his name is in the Hunter Biden emails. Fact check. What he's saying is, look, look, they don't have to check because you're such a great guy, Joe Biden. But really, there's so much more to check. And the press is just sitting back laughing because they're no longer doing their job. That's why you have me. Obviously, my platform is much smaller, but toe to toe, if they gave me the same platform, ooh, that would not be good for the left. Mm -mm. So instead, we're going to go to some more interesting news. I want you to see what happened to Dave Chappelle. Getting attacked in Hollywood. This happened Late last night, I was still awake as usual, and I saw this. I put out a video very quickly, and it already has 15,000 views in less than eight hours, even with my shadow bands on. But you're going to want to see this. It might be the first time, and there's a little commentary. But the guy runs up, and he attacks Dave. He does like a tackle. But remember, he's a radical leftist. He's like pro-BLM, pro-trans. And so he thinks he's like taking one for the team. He is like almost like a John Wilkes Booth. I'm going to shut down someone else and be a hero. Here we see footage of Dave Chappelle being attacked at the Hollywood Bowl. Netflix is a joke festival tonight. And Dave is okay. Another thing, dude, I played football forever. Um, you want to try and put your nose where the solar plexus is and wrap your arms around? That's a really poor tackle, dude. Yeah, apparently they broke the guy's arms who tried to tackle Dave Chappelle. I mean, you can see his arm seems to be looking to go the other way. Anyway, these are crazy days. Well, we certainly hope that uh, someone was really, really injured in the process of trying to attack freedom of speech, comedy, and a celebrity legend like Dave Chappelle, who's been under fire from the radical left for quite a while. So footage shows and we're going to pull this up. Chappelle came back on stage and joked, I've always wanted to stomp a beep after an attack like that. So they took him backstage and they supposedly stomped him. Now, people's arms can bend that way. Look at my arm. So he could just be locked to the front of the wheelchair and trying to lay back. And you get the photo. And in your mind, yeah, they broke his arms off. Something tells me his arms are not completely broken off. Look at my arm. I can do this, okay? So do you think his arm was broken? Put it in the comments, but look closely at my arm here, okay? Now, do you think my arm just got broken by Dave Chappelle? Look at the flexibility there. That's a lot of half Persians can't do that. All right, now I wanna show you what the guy had in his hand. So you, it's not just getting tackled on stage or getting slapped. As the radical left gets more emboldened to do things like this, they start bringing new items on stage. This might be the first time you're seeing this, TMZ gathers a photo of how scary it must have been for Dave Chappelle Tuesday night. In the man's hand was a gun slash knife that was thrust towards him. Looks like it could have had fatal consequences, all right? So take a look at that device. Would you want a crazy BLM trans-triggered leftist with black fingernail polish coming at you on stage? And if you don't know what I mean by saying black fingernail polish, the radical left usually shows you that they have mental issues in more ways than one. So it's in the hairstyle. That's not a good hairstyle for a human man. Uh, it's in the nails and the gloves. 
Okay, you see someone wearing gloves like that, probably mental issues. Maybe they advertise they're from California. These are the signs you're going to look for. Look for the dark white supremacist look. Um, as you know, Joe Biden says white supremacy is the biggest issue we face every day. Sadly, everyone who keeps attacking comedians uh, is a dark white supremacist. I wrote, a Will Smith wannabe. Leftism is a mental illness. Every day we must be thankful. Had a white man attacked Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle, every city in the USA would be burned to the ground by mostly peaceful hate groups like Antifa and BLM. Make sense? And this is the weapon that the guy came on stage with. He was chased off stage. He was beaten down. And that's a great thing. Let's see what you guys think about that in the comments. If you come to one of my comedy shows, and I'm going to show you my tour dates right here. I want all of you to do a peace pledge with me and tell, don't just film it. Don't just say, look, look, he's coming, Kayvon. I need you to jump on the stage, grab an ankle, grab a wrist, grab a, 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 a strand of a dreadlock on the white supremacist black dreadlocks. Whatever you can do, grab a little chicken breast, thigh, a wing, and help a monk out. Can you help a monk out? That's what I want to know, people. Can you help me out, please? Now, here's my upcoming tour dates. I want you to pick one of these cities. Ready? It looks like this. Port Angeles, 5-6. Then Oxnard, Irvine, Ontario. Huntington, Las Vegas, Boca Raton. Lake Park, Orlando, Albany. Phoenix, where I might be filming my special, Dallas, Minneapolis, and private events available for you. How many of you have the guts to come up and just grab an ankle? I don't need you to get in a knife fight. I don't need you to get in front of me and block. I'm ready to fight. I got some designer muscles. I need you to just pull on an ankle. That's it. He'll be sprawled my way. He'll be stabbing at me. You just pull the ankle. Because when you, if you cannot get the leverage with that one foot, then I can come on the top and, you know, Conor McGregor right just downward punches until uh, he lets up California is not safe Chicago I don't want to know what's safe and what isn't who has my back at the comedy show that's what I want to know anybody if not I'm doing all my shows online none all right none of you have my back at least we found out together now we know here is someone that does not need your help he would never ask for your help. He's got it handled himself. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson had his very own airplane punch out. Some idiot thought it'd be a good idea to mess around with Mike Tyson, pick on him, push him, tickle him. Where are, I couldn't even take my mask under my nostril without getting put in a headlock and dragged off of Spirit Airlines. I'd get elbow dropped by the American Airlines crew. Delta Airlines would hold a gun to your head if you even stood up after the put your seatbelt light came on. They just put a gun. You're like, what? Sit down. Okay. And yet this guy had four or five minutes of messing with Mike Tyson before somebody finally arrested Mike Tyson. Go. On camera, a crazy fight involving boxing legend Mike Tyson on board a flight that was about to take off from San Francisco. And CBS 2's Christine Lazar joins us now with video of what went down. Another week, another unruly passenger, but this time he's famous, of course. Uh, and you know he throws a good punch. Oh, so you know that it. had to hurt. <laughs> now, according to TMZ, the incident went down around 10.30 last night as Mike Tyson was slated to fly out of San Francisco International Airport to Florida. A witness on the JetBlue flight says Tyson repeatedly punched a guy in the face after getting annoyed by him. Hey, 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 hey. 
Hey, Mike, Mike, come on. Let's go stop bags. The witness said at first Tyson took a selfie with the guy and kept his cool as the man's friend tried to talk to him. But once he had had enough of it, he asked the man to stop. And when the guy didn't, that's when Tyson reportedly started to throw several punches at the man's face before walking off the plane. Now, a photo obtained by TMZ shows the passenger's bloodied forehead. He reportedly received medical attention and went over what happened with the police. So far, there's been no comment on the incident from Tyson's camp or Jet blue. DeMarco? It's almost like he was asking for it. All right, Christine. Yeah, <laughs> the, the earlier video you see, he really doesn't leave him alone. So, not at all. You know, he is a boxer, but still not appropriate behavior. Not at all. All right, Christine, thank you very much. We wow. It. I've never watched that in its entirety. You could tell the female white newscaster was definitely not on the side of Mike Tyson defending himself. Even in her news report in the intro, she said, Another day and another unruly passenger. This time it's Mike Tyson. Folks, you watch the whole video. Just hit rewind and watch it again. Mike takes a selfie with the guy. Mike then goes, thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Just take a seat. We're going to go to, you know, going to Florida. Let's, let's go. Come on. The guy keeps coming over him and pushing him and instigating. And for some people, not you and I, this is a support group for normal people. This is the right show. But for some people. It's a sign like a badge of honor that they got punched by a legend. They will purposely go up to instigate with a professional fighter just to be like, man, I don't know, man, if Mike Tyson that that tough. I got punched in the side of the head and I'm still here. He gets free drinks. He tells the story. People are like, did you really get punched by Mike? Yeah, man. So that newscaster is horrible. She said, another day, another unruly passenger. This time it's Mike Tyson. No, the unruly person was the passenger who would not leave Mike alone, kept coming over his seat. The guy's paying $2,500 for a first-class seat. No flight attendant to be found. And Mike handled his own business over the top ropes, which happened to be over seat 2B. Pop, pop. 2B or not to be. Pop, pop. And I just figured out a new joke. That's not JetBlue Airlines. That's Jet Black and Blue Airlines. I guess that guy wanted to be united with Mike Tyson's fist. He thought he had spirit. If you look closely, the punch came from the south and went to the west. It was the final frontier. When it comes to airline flights, that guy's not a virgin anymore. Did that punch hurt? Alaska. I guess it doesn't quite work to say Alaska unless it was a girl. I bet you want to know if that punch hurt. If there's a flight attendant, Alaska. We're still working on the final punchline. Well, folks, we have made it to the very end of The Right Show. I am so glad you all joined me. This has been fantastic. And please don't attack your favorite comedian. Please don't instigate a fight with your favorite fighter. And if you're going to, why leave Trevor Noah and Joe Biden unattended on stage for up to an hour while you sit there and do nothing? The final thing you can do, give me your email. If I have your email address, then indeed we can be in touch. So here's what you do. You go on k-vonncomedy.com slash contact, scroll down to newsletter. All I want is your email. Don't write me a form. Don't write me an email. Find the newsletter. That's by scrolling down and entering your email and say subscribe to newsletter. That's all you have to do. I'll see you on Locals in about four minutes. Thanks for watching The Right Show.